2: Number one pick in the NHL draft, but the minute can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's not observation. See our team, make them need to run. That's us play, every trash. The M T for short. Wonder if we best want you people score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shot with ninety This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks at Rule seventy six.
3: I love the football Friday. We're now involved in the Football Friday. It's DNR with the U9870 SPN. It's got all the normal, beautiful pieces of the Football Friday. We go around the league, which is starting to dwindle a little bit, right? We're down to just four games this weekend. We'll do a frenzy. We'll do our picks. I'm in desperate need of a three and0 week. I mean, I think it's fair to say this is the last great, great weekend. Next weekend's good, too. But the last great weekend, full weekend, Saturday, Sunday of football for quite some time. Good morning on this Friday, supposedly snowy Friday to come. The great Rick DiPietro. Hi, Rick. How are you?
4: Oh, I'm doing fantastic, David. Not only is it a football Friday for you, you also got some nice tennis going on right now.
3: Gorgeous tennis. Look at us. Djokovic just moved on. I got I got Big Ben Shelton ensconced in Sconston, a fifth set against Monterino. Sebastian Corda has just started his match. So yeah, you're not you're not kidding. Some beautiful tennis. It's it's a good day. It's a good day to be with us. I think
4: I gotta tell you too, mm-hmm. and you should feel good. I don't know if your ears are burning at all last night.
3: Whoa! Was there a nice conversation about me? Uh,
4: there was a lot of really nice conversation. Really? About you last night. Do yeah. do tell. Do tell. So I was at um, I was out in Jersey yesterday. I went to Phil Cuzzi's. Um, oh right. this is 20th year doing it.
3: Is this uh, is this? Are you a staple at this event?
4: Ah, uh, this is my first year doing it. Okay. So a friend of mine Gary who remember um offered to to take you and your son to the sure uh do. to the game.
3: Who has so a, he invited a me
4: company. Yep. Yeah, he invited me. So this is the 20th year that, that Phil's done this for his best friend Robert Luongo who passed away with ALS. <laughs> um when I tell you I've been to a lot of charity events, the the event, I don't know, like the the sense of community, how many people showed up, like you know, there was, you know, videos being shown where you know people were talking about like you can't get a table you can't get a seat like mm-hmm. it's, it gets that much support um David Cohn was the special guest oh wow Doc Gooden was there really Tommy Cutlitz was there
3: no what did you do some show reconnaissance
4: uh yeah I talked spoke with Coney for a while uh-huh. uh Jerry I sat with Jerry uh Jerry Cooney I sat with oh Long Island's own um it was it was a really really cool event but everyone after kind of the um, Tina Servasio walked around, asked some questions to certain people, and then afterwards, kind of when we you all got up to to go get get, uh, get food, people started to come up. How many people came up to me? Love the show, love Dave, love really? you. Yes, I can't believe how smart you are. Yeah, we little little off. I said, yeah, you're right. He's a little off, but right. I, I don't. I
3: think I own that, right? I've never denied that,
4: right? What I try to explain to them, if there's no you being a little off you're not getting the Stoke Rothenberg, the full experience. Right,
3: right. So let me ask you this now. And and this sounds like a great event. And it's nice because, listen, there's a lot of negativity in the world now, right? We can all agree. It's nice when people actually come together for one unified great cause. So it sounds phenomenal. But of all the people that were, you know, hobnobbing with you, of all the celebrities that were there and all the regular folks that were there, was there more celebrity that was like, boy, that Rothenberg is special, or is it more the common folk who I adore that was like, boy, he's a he's a smart cohost you have there.
4: Uh it was more the it was more the fans of the show. Really, people that love the show. Yeah. So the, I the people, the, same, the I real sat, people. Yeah, the real people. You're touching you're touching a lot of people. Uh, I sat next to Michael Imperioli, which was pretty awesome.
3: Really, Christopher Moltisanti.
4: Yeah, like dude, it's amazing. Like just the entire time, just pictures, pictures, pictures. Like, I'm just, sure was awesome. Um, great event, yeah, absolutely did, did, great event.
3: Is he in the Italian American Hall of Fame? I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is too. Did you do any legwork for the uh, the IAF?
4: Ah, uh, did not, did not. I was there strictly for. I was strictly there to support the cause. Was Brian there? Ah, uh, Brian did come. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> dude. How about this? This actually, this actually pissed me off when I heard it. So Doc, oh, no. Doc was another special guest, right? By, so Doc by the way, can,
3: can, can I can I take a moment just to give you um, some props here for a second? Okay. Because, and this, this is genuine because we joke about it all the time. I, I, I am constantly, and I think I probably get probably the most sleep of anybody on the show, constantly exhausted. Now, if you told me this thing was on a Monday, although it would probably ruin the rest of my week sleep-wise, I would still try to go because it's for such a good cause. The fact that you were able to rally on a Thursday, dress nicely, get yourself all done up, I'm sure. I don't know, but I'm sure travel to jersey and deal with this not that it's not a great cause but just in our life it's hard to do i give you a lot of credit for it
4: thank you and i appreciate that so how about this so doc doc shows up and you know they he grabs the microphone tina asks him a couple questions and right. just asks him how you know how it feels to have your number retired and he just talked about how it's the you know, greatest honor that an organization can kind of bestow upon a player and the whole thing and he, he tells the story I'll make a kind of a no, it wasn't a long story but I'll I'll make it short. Got in touch with the Mets multiple different times mm-hmm. to come back to the Mets. They said no, we're full, we're all set. Really? End of his career. Can I sign a one-day contract to retire a Mets? No, we're all set. Wow. How about that?
3: That's terrible. And and you know what? Uh, that's ownership is what it is. Right. That made me that, angry. Right. That's that's not that's not GM, that's not players. That's 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 ownership. That's that's will Pons is what that is. It's unbelievable to but me. What, like, but that's but why? Like, that's what you
4: do. I don't Great question. I don't know.
3: I mean, was, Doc was and I think he would admit it to this day. a very troubled guy, right? Doc was a troubled guy. I mean, he didn't go to the parade in 86. We we know the ins and outs of what he had to deal with, and I think I think he would admit. I think everybody admits that Doc's, you know, foibles and, and issues held him back from being a, a better pitcher, player that he could have been. But he's not a bad guy, right? He wasn't. He wasn't like anti the organization. He didn't. I, I'm sorry to do this. He didn't. He didn't do what a Rod did. Right? He Didn't attempt to sue the organization. Like he wasn't a bad guy. The fact that I'm learning that that he tried and, and extended the olive branch and the Mets said no, it's such a bad look for the organization, in my opinion.
4: I was shocked. I really was because yeah, I mean, anytime you get a chance to, to talk to Doc, I mean, he he admits like he made mistakes. Right. And I'm sure if he could go back. I mean, from all the things that he's learned from those mistakes, but still, like if you could go back and, and do some things differently, I'm sure he would. But I was like, I was shocked because I mean, that's usually when you have someone as good as as Doc was for the Mets, reach out at the end of their career and say, "Hey, you know, I'd love to retire. a Met, can I sign a one day contract?" And they're like, "No, we're all set." I was like, "Wow." Well, the the, the Mets. I mean,
3: think about this team, Tom Seaver. They waited to build the statue to him until after he was gone. Like he didn't even get to in, enjoy or have a moment of knowing that, like, oh, you know what? Even in the heyday of my of, of my life, the the end is the end is is nearing. That they respect and honor and want to, want to you know, make me a forever guy. Like it, the Yankees retire a number d- if you have a, like a good day, and, and the Mets just for some reason will not do it. I don't understand. Well, I guess it's with the new regime they will, but with the old regime they certainly didn't. It's embarrassing to be honest with you.
4: Yeah, no, they wouldn't. And I am just happy now when you saw like. And you saw how much it means to him Um, and what an honor it is for him to have it happen. And they gave them both separate days, so it's not like it's just a Doc and Daryl day.
3: And they they shouldn't share the day. Here's my question. Do you think that you could have gotten more from them? Probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Do you look at Doc and Daryl? And we're not going to spend the whole day on this. Obviously, it's a football Friday. We'll get to the football. Do you look at Doc and Daryl and say to yourself, those are two all-time Mets?
4: Yeah, I think they're two. I think they're two forever Mets. Yeah, like okay. those are two guys that when you think uh, most successful Mets teams, you think of those two.
3: Okay. Can Can you tell the story of the Mets without Doc and Darrell?
4: No. Okay. So then that's it. Wait, yeah, listen. It's you me, don't have to. It. You don't have to tell me. I was just. I was in. I was in shock, and you know that. So the funny part about this whole thing is to wrap this up because we got to get into football and the Knicks win and everything else. So Brian is. My my close friend, but he's also the catcher. How I met him is our kids are friends, but he's the catcher on my men's league baseball team. Okay, is he good? Like, really good, like okay. cut in college, the whole thing. Like he's a really good baseball player. So he loved. Gar- he is a diehard Mets fan. Diehard loves. Him. Say he
3: loves Gary Carter.
4: Named his son Carter because of Gary. Really, Carter.
3: his son is Carter because of this.
4: Yes. So no wonder
3: you bring Brian everywhere.
4: Right. Okay. So you love this. You love me more now. So fast forward to now. All of a sudden, he's you know his wife is pregnant with their second son. And just up until like three days before they actually have their second son, he has her convinced that that this this son should be named Doc so he could have the battery made. So it would be Doc and Carter. Yeah, but I don't think you can name a child Doc. No, well, that's what she said. Last yeah. minute, she's like, no, no, this isn't going to work. But can you imagine? That's how much he loved the Mets. And now he's sitting across the table from... So, so did he at any point lose his composure? Ah, uh, he yeah he cheered very loudly when Doc came. Really? <laughs> when Doc came in, yeah. Like like he's, he's done with the speech and Brian's like, yeah, Doc. Yeah!
3: <laughs> at any point, at any point, were you like, oh god? No, he's he's going to go too far.
4: No, no, no. He was good.
3: How do you think I would have been? You think I would have been well behaved? Do you think I would have been like, uh, well, he's you know he's he's a little off. You would have. Oh uh, no,
4: that. I think he would have been good. I think he have been fine. I think he would have. I probably thrown out some really disgusting looking autographs. But I think in all in all, uh, you were invited to the event next time. No, I was not. N- next? Listen. Oh. Next year, Uh-oh. you are invited to the event. Okay. Uh, cutlets got a big ovation. I'm when sure you he came did. in. did. Yeah. I'm sure he did. Mom, was, and, dad, uh, mom and dad were there? Y- your mom and dad? No, cutlets. Did they Tommy's bring cutlets? And dad and they they served yeah. cutlets. Uh, they, was there cutlets? I had a delicious. The food was delicious. Really? Oh, uh, beautiful carving. You know station. what I'd
3: like? Here's what I'd like, because I am such a team player, as we know. I would like the four, I don't know if this is strings you can pull. I would like the four of us to be there next year.
4: Ooh. No? I can try. It's, it's, uh, dude, when I tell you, like, jam packed. Really? You couldn't, like, you couldn't get to the bar. You couldn't walk around. Like, even, like, you know how sometimes you go to those things and they have, like, all the auction items and people are kind of like milling around them? Yeah. This was not milling around. This was like, there's real interest. Like, I'm buying, we're buying stuff. Like, we're going to support the hell out of this charity. That's That's great. great. That's
3: great. Um, you have that sense of like, oh man this is this is really maybe the last great football weekend or you're not there yet like you'll enjoy the weekend and then on Monday you go through that
4: uh no, I'm there yeah I, just because last week's games were disappointing too, you know well, here's the thing they were bad right I was I trying to be, I was trying to be gentle with well, it.
3: well no I, I get it and, and you're right, but I, I think let's let's call it honestly like last week's games outside of Detroit and the Rams was was bad. I mean, I loved the Eagles losing. It was a terrible football game. I love the Cowboys losing. It was a brutal football game. I mean, there were blowouts all over the place. The Buffalo game was, I guess, close for a bit, but you never had the feeling the Buffalo was going to lose. Miami was non-competitive in that game. No, they were they were bad football games. I mean, Houston-Cleveland was an absolute rout. There was one of the six. If I told you one of, of four games this weekend would be good, you'd be disappointed in this weekend, too.
4: I'll tell you what, though. Um, it, it probably was a pretty good... I don't know how you, how I want to frame this, but I just I felt like this season with the NFL in general, just when we pick games every week, like there I don't know you call it a parody, whatever you want to call it, like you didn't know what was going to go on week to week, like there was nothing really you could hang your hat on week to week, like there's no reason why there was no reason at all why Dallas should get their you know, doors blown off at home, right? As good as Dallas played all season at home.
3: Well, I don't think Houston winning was a a shock either. But Houston's defense playing that well, and and Cleveland's defense number one in the league playing that poorly, like that didn't really make sense.
4: No, what I mean, listen, it, games in Houston. I think we all said before we we took Cleveland like idiots that you know Cleveland's defense unbelievable at home, good on the road. Not to whatever the reason, not as good on the road. But no one saw that. But I'll tell you what, watching some clips like some of the behind the scenes stuff of that game and the Houston Texans, it's very easy to see why D'Amico Ryans is having the success he's having. He's awesome. Not o- Dude, I, I don't know if you saw the video or not. I'm sure RJ probably saw it. Oh, the, it. Uh,
3: the interception that he, that Dude, he called.
4: Uh... You understand how – do you understand, you do, how, how powerful that is as a coach when you can pick up a tablet or a whiteboard or whatever it is and explain to a player, hey, listen, this is what I'm seeing. You do this, you're going to – like a." If I'm teaching a power play, hey, you do this or this right. face-off play, you're going to score a goal, and then that next play you go out and you score the exact, goal.
3: Exactly as you're told. I mean, I would think – I mean, you you say I know this. I, I don't know it. You you know it. Is that you have instant respect from your team. I instant. think they love him Love him regardless, just his manner and his way and that they play for him. But I think it goes way up when you're able to dissect and, and talk your guys through that kind of stuff.
4: Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he already has the credibility because he played, right? But now all of a sudden, like all like – he – it's funny because he kind of in that moment you would think like that team at home it's there you know it's a playoff game that they'd you know maybe be a little tight kind of like the Cowboys looked like they were a little tight sure but you see him on the sidelines he's pumping guys up just go ball out and then now you also have that element of you know this guy's able to put me in spots to have success and I gain that I just continue to to gain that trust and respect I mean what they've been able to do in in. One season with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach, man. Whew.
3: It's almost unprecedented, really. It really is. You, you know what's weird? I was thinking about that game. I'd like to see Houston win it just because I love their story and I love the quarterback and I don't love the Ravens and the whole narrative. But I, I don't – I mean, do I really want Houston in the AFC
4: Championship game? Well, see, I like C.J. Stroud a lot, so
3: – I do, too. I, I do just too. worry
4: I, – I think you, you're more worried about, like – Whatever team, if all of a sudden that's the team that comes out of the AFC, like you just want to see good games.
3: Right, like, like let, let's be fair. Baltimore-Buffalo. Baltimore-Kansas City is a way more enticing game than Houston and Buffalo. Probably. N- definitely.
4: Uh, definitely. Yeah, well, listen, I'm trying to be nice today. Okay, that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. Well, I'm in a really fine. good mood. Get to spend time with you. It's, it's a football. You're up, for a, it was... you're up for a big-time award at the, at the station. Big-time uh, award. Listen, you brought it up. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. You don't want me to win. I do. It's good for the show if you win. uh, What, what, should John win for the set design yesterday in our commercial? That really was
3: gorgeous. That was a good text (laughs) I I had, wasn't it? (laughs) That was awesome. That was a good text I had. Uh, Yeah, you brought it up. We'll get to it. Uh, Of all the on-air hosts at the station, me, you, Greeny, Bart, Han, Michael, Don, Peter, the big Keller Polking Award. I'm the only on-air talent up for it. Finalist. That's right.
4: It's I'm, not, a gonna big, write, I'm a not, not gonna write day. a speech yet. I'm not gonna no, write a don't, speech no. yet. don't jinx it.
3: The seven of us. Do you think that that um, you think that they narrow it as we go along? Like, will this be a final five and the like the Heisman kind of thing? And then they'll they'll invite the final three to the big ceremony? Or how does this work?
4: I would I would like that. I mean, that would be at least we're all of a sudden now, you know, one of the top three, and we can we can all be there to support you.
3: Um, yeah, there's a real chance. There's a real chance. And I don't think I've ever won an award before. Not like this. Not like this. Not like the KP, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure.
5: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Thanks for listening to the DPHRO Tro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening
4: to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're
1: here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want.
4: Woo-hoo! Over here!
1: Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts.
3: An update on RJ's... Stolen Yeti, RJ. I guess I should probably allow you to to pop on and tell everyone how this has come to a conclusion. Very well, by the way.
2: It really has. So I guess we'll we'll start with the bad news. We've called off the search committee. Right. We've taken down the posters. We've that told that
3: the, beautiful elevator poster is now gone. Yeah. Well, it's oh. not
2: yet, but it will be. And we've told the parties involved to call off the off the search. And we appreciate your efforts. It's now one week missing for the cop and.
3: I mean odds of bringing back a stolen yeti after one week and if you if you look at the numbers there there are almost none and I'm sorry.
2: Yes, we've we're not ready to reach a, exa- an exact conclusion on the yeti but we've we've pronounced it missing and called off the search. Would you
3: rather I think this is a good question. Would you rather find it mangled or never find it at all?
6: Mm.
4: I think I think you'd rather find the person that took it than just yeah. find the actual Yeti So mangled. if
2: I find it mangled and I find the person with it, then I would take that. But it would pain me just to see it mangled. Right. I think we
4: need. So we could use some closure, though.
2: Yeah, I think so. So we've just declared the cup missing, sadly. Gone. But the good news is, is Dave... Is there anything...
3: Before we move on to the, the new piece of this, which is great, is mm. there anything you'd like to say about that Yeti? Three years together, Dave. Mm.
2: <laughs> Three years is a long time. It's actually the... <laughs> You guys joke that I've been in a go to a lot of weddings, been in a lot of wedding parties, go to a lot of bachelor parties. I received that as a a cluster of other things, cluster of desks, as you would say, Dave. As a wedding uh, wedding party gift, it's it's the most useful wedding party gift I've ever gotten, and it's gone. Having said that, walk in this morning, beautiful box on my desk, of which Dave discovered just days ago. To this note, RJ, enjoy the yeti. We sent you an extra one. You can decide who gets it. Let us know who you give the extra to. Hope all is well. Nick and Meg from Sharp Hat. Wow. And now I have two <laughs> glorious and engraved. Engraved. Yeti mugs. So yeah, wow, they net- get the
4: Sharp Hat logo. I got to tell you what, Meg over at Sharp Hat does not mess around with, with the she swag. She gets things done. Well, she And the swag is like those sweatshirts...
3: Beautiful, yeah, it's one, very it's one of the most velvety soft sweatshirt I own. Yep, I agree with that. So here's the question now: Who's going to get the second Yeti? Well, I'd like to take myself out of the running.
2: Yeah, I think you're out. I, yeah,
4: I think I, I also don't need a Yeti. To give it, please give it to Raymond.
2: Well, Raymond, would you like this other glorious, beautiful Yeti?
3: See, it'd be great to have the Yeti. I, oh, I, I would love to have the Yeti. He's you know where this is going yeah, he's right? He's not no. going to take it. He's no. Gonna, I don't I don't need. I already have a ha- extra half bedroom. That's where this is going to go. He's going to he's going to decline I, the Yeti. I, I'm not going to decline the Yeti. I'm just
1: going to say that that if if somebody else wants it they can have it because I I have the exact same size and everything. You've seen the one that I drink from every morning. It's it's exactly like
3: that, but it but I will say it doesn't have the very fine Sharp hat logo on it.
1: Well,
2: I,
3: I I I give up. I mean, you're offering him a beautiful Yeti. Like I'd like to give it to someone else. Rick and I just said we'd like you to have it. Who else is? There's no one else. I there is no one else. All right, I guess it's me then.
2: Well, a couple of things, Raymond. If you like it, it's yours. If not, I'm going to put it in a very safe hiding spot, of which I don't think I'll tell anybody about. Even us. Even Ange. Nobody. It's
4: a backup Yeti. Maybe have a home and away Yeti. Right.
2: <laughs> you, know what? you know what? I do have the I do have the home and road colors. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, and and, and two. To the lovely folks at Sharp Hat, I actually love you. This happened Monday. We declared the cup missing. Friday, new mug, back in action, better than ever. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you to them. Thank you to everyone that was so so involved in this, what seems like this morning, a painful ending, was. but a good resolution. Yes. one 800 3776 Kind of a painful game, but a good, I guess, resolution as well was the Knicks last night. Boy, a couple things. Firstly, I, that's fine. You, you win, I don't care. Depth is going to be an issue, especially if Josh Hart's going to go through some kind of a, a, a knee ailment and have to miss a little bit of time. Brunson, here's my thing. Stud. Stud. You cannot, in my opinion, rely on him every game to that extent. It's I mean, a regular season game, 43 or whatever it was, 42 against Washington, should not need that kind of a performance from Jalen Brunson down the stretch of a
4: game. On back-to-back nights. Right. How about OG? OG played 43 minutes almost That's too
3: much. I mean, that should be a layup game. Washington is, in watching that game, that is a horrendous basketball team.
4: It's not a good basketball team, but they made you sweat it out. They had a one-point lead after three. Took Jalen scoring 20 in the fourth quarter. You only got seven points from your bench. Seven. Seven points from your bench. That's it. Which Which is a real problem. Hartenstein almost 39 minutes. Julius, 39 minutes. OG almost 43 minutes. Jalen almost forty-one minutes, DiVincenzo almost thirty-eight minutes. Your five is solid, but you can't you can't ask your five no to carry you like that every single night, especially I, I on a back to back. Which is a wild. bad team.
3: I think I saw that only one guy off the bench played
4: more than ten minutes. Yeah, Grimes was the only guy. That's, Grimes that's played nineteen.
3: That's it's not the now. Listen, we're less than three weeks away from the trade deadline, so. Hopefully, sooner rather than later, that will be remedied. But that that needs to be
4: fixed quickly, right? Ah, uh, yeah, I would. I, we talked about this kind of yesterday. Like, I mean, you have to figure out this the, whatever you're going to do with the rotation and whatever you're going to need because right now this is not enough,
3: right? And 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 listen, he might be a good five minute a, a game guy, Precious Achua. You, no. you, 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 I mean, no, the the only guy that you have any when Hart is out, any modicum of tolerance for it he's, he's good and he shot terribly last night but he's typically good and that's that's grimes
4: yeah yeah that's it but that doesn't solve i mean for me that doesn't solve the biggest problem which, which is
3: the backup point guard
4: yeah well it's someone to handle the ball when like there's too much it's too much to put on Jalen. like too we're much. halfway we're just we're just halfway through the season now we're game past the halfway point and if this is going to be like this what is he going to look like by the time you get to the playoffs Right, because you're going to need him to carry, like him and Julius, going to have to carry you offensively through the playoffs. And you saw what happened when Julius was hurt last year, and what happened when Jalen got nicked up. And he's not a big guy. I don't need him playing like as as great as he was, and he was great. He was great. He also, had yeah, had, had eight points in the fourth quarter too, but still, like that back to back, and he's putting. He's playing almost 41 minutes last night. It's a lot.
3: It's too much. And listen, down the stretch, there was the play where, where I forget who it was, Washington's driving. He's, he turns his ankle and goes down and hobbles back down the court. Then he gets fouled on the three-point play. It's like, it's just, you're right. It's too much. Well, you act and, like he's
4: not, and you watch him play. It's not like he's not, like, he, he plays a physical style of basketball. Like, this guys all over him. He's taking chart, like, he's You know, it's funny charges. you say that because I'm
3: watching the game last night. I'm thinking, to myself, boy, he, for a little guy. He he loves the physicality of the NBA, like when he when he backs guys down and like bumps into them, yeah. and then he'll look at the ref like you're not going to call that. All right, I'll do it again. Like he loves the physical game, but you're asking too much of him right now,
4: right? But you need him, and like we talk about how important these games are and how important it is to put yourself in a good spot headed into the playoffs. It's just like you'd rather not, you'd rather not have a game like that where all of a sudden now you know no Josh Hart because he's dealing with the knee, which he said usually doesn't act up till the All Star break, but now is acted up. Where, I mean, you, you, don't, you don't let them hang around, right? Don't play with your food. Like, 17 turnovers leads to 23 points for Washington. Like, right. And I get it, but still, you're putting a lot, because the bench is so limited right now, you're putting a lot on your starting five.
3: A lot. And you know what the flip side of this is? Because there's no winning here. If you're Tom Thibodeau and you don't play the guys that many minutes and you lose that game, what do we do this morning? We crucify the Knicks for losing to a team that you have no business losing to.
4: So, uh, Dude, I'm telling you, too. Two big things, though, outside of that, because I think that's probably the biggest thing is how they figure this out, is what you said, too, before we went to break. 17-0 and 0 against teams under 500. It's huge. How important that is.
3: That, that's what good teams do. That's what really good teams do, is they maul the teams that they should beat.
4: You have to. You have to take care of business, and you have to take care of business at home, and they've done
5: both of those things. Yep, love it. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your Relationships your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. save go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you again try jets signature eight corner pizza and get five dollars off with code 8 save that's the number eight save Jets pizza better because it has to be
3: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there.
1: Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show?
4: Why? Because you know why.
1: Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at
4: dr on ESPN.
3: This is a very good Friday.
4: Very good Friday. I got to tell you, what's yeah. not good And just good? how? No, nah, just how quickly. Like it's it's funny because I get asked questions all the time, like just coaching you know my son's team, like parents about kids and what it takes and everything else, and trying to explain to them like just like hockey IQ. Like what separates guys at the NHL level is, you know, everyone's talented, everyone can shoot, everyone can skate. But, you know, intelligence, like knowing the sport and also what's between your ears, right? Like how you deal with pressure, how you deal with failure. Like watching this match with you right now. I mean, Shelton has has an advantage. Double faults, now the whole thing has gone right out the window.
3: Yeah, T- tennis is, uh, I uh, and I mean this sincerely, and I've heard like John McEnroe say it, the most mental sport of any sport.
4: Well, because it's just you. You're right. You said it you, yesterday you have no
3: nobody re- to rely on whatsoever.
4: But it's a. Ama- it's just amazing how, like, one thing can all of a sudden throw you right, throw you off to the point where it's just like it's the, nothing. You works lose your now.
3: composure. You lose your composure. I could I sit here and tell you when Ben comes to the plate half the time I could sit there and tell you if he's going to have a good at bat or not.
4: It's yeah, it's amazing, just- but it's, it, but it, it it actually frustrates me now because it, it's so for so long, and I think we're doing a better job now. And I got a little bit of this when I went to BU, just like working with the, uh, a sports psych and everything else. But how important that part of the game is. And everyone it, knows how important it is. And no one really ever, like, it, before it was like, yeah, I do you know, power cleans and get strong and get fast. It's that's like, all well, what it about, was. What about the more important thing, which is like the, the, mental, the mental side of it? part of it.
3: No, and for some reason, it's been like, you know, it, well, firstly, for a very long time, it was like a stigma, right? It was like, oh, you, you, have, a, you have a mental issue, right? In the big moment, you can't do this. And, I, I mean, it's not that long ago. That the the sports psychologist actually came in, and now even still, if you're an athlete, like uh, maybe you do, I don't know, are you like you know leading with? Oh yeah, I see a a sports psychologist. Like I, if if you said I go to PT, people are like, oh great, PT sports psychologist. There's like, mm, re- oh really? You have to go go
4: to that, huh? Yeah, I don't listen. I would give anyone the advice. Like if you can if you can figure that part of it out, yeah, way ahead of the game.
3: But in in life, period, no. Like, if, if you could figure out the mental part of what, your, your marriage, your friendships, your relationships, like, like the sports, whatever, like, isn't that what you need to do to succeed with all the other
4: pieces? I think so, yeah. I absolutely do. But I think that the, the idea of it in sports is, like in this match, for example, like being able to, in that moment, find a way to flush what just happened and not let it affect the rest of what you Because it has to happen fast. Right, I mean that's what you're hoping for, right? Like any you're during the course it of any, like any game, something bad happens. I let in a bad goal. I be I have to be able to be like, okay, we'll worry about that later. Let's go on to the next one. And it's not. It sounds not easy so to easy. do, but it's not.
3: It's it's really not so easy. All right, let's see. Maybe he can get a couple breaks and get back into this match. But he is uh, four points away from losing to Manarino over in Australia. By by the way, we were watching the game yesterday. The match yesterday. I didn't even remember who it was. Medvedev. Oh, it was Medvedev, right. And it started at like 11.30 Australian local time. And we were still at the studio. And I was like, this match could go on for a long time. You know what time that match ended locally there in Australia? At 2.30.
4: 3.45. Oh, you said, that's funny. You actually said that. When we were watching it, you're like, you realize if this is, if this is a really good match, this is, it could go to almost 4 yeah. o'clock in the morning?
3: It, it did. It went, it went to almost 4. It was the third latest match in the history of a, of a major is what it was. That
4: sucks, though. This is one of the, I mean, you're talking about a major tournament and you're not starting until 1130 at night.
3: Yeah, it's, it really is unfair. With one of the guys that you look at and say has a real chance to
4: win the whole thing, too. Yeah, and he was, he, was, he didn't get off to a great start, either. I was down, down two sets.
3: All right, let's, uh, let's get to some of the calls. We got NFL, we got Knicks, we got it all lined up. one 800 let us go to Kenny in Jersey. Start out with him. Good morning, Ken. You're on
6: eight seven. Hey, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing this morning? What's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, I'm cold. But, but listen, I got a Knicks, uh, a Knicks question. And I have a football comment. As far as my football comment, we all know that defense wins championships, right? We agree to that. But great quarterback play and great coaching also can get you a chance. Houston has right now. And that's why I'm picking to go all the way.
3: Who, who did you say you kind of cut out there for a second? Who do you think wins the whole thing? Houston. You, oh. Because
6: they 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 getting great quarterback play and great yep. coaching.
3: Uh, I agree. I, mean, I I don't think, and I'd love to see them go on a run. I think it, I think they're a great story. But I, I I'd be shocked if they won the whole well, thing.
6: Well, let's not.
4: Okay, I mean let's not be prisoners of the moment here. I don't think you're wrong. I love I love the whole story. I think Demico Ryan's is doing an unbelievable job, and C.J. Stroud is playing like he's been in the league for ten years. Y- yet you still haven't seen. I mean, John Harbaugh, really good coach, and Lamar Jackson is going to win the MVP. So right, you're stepping
3: up in class quite a bit, and I like Cleveland. But Joe Flacco to uh, Lamar Jackson is, is quite, the, uh, quite the uptick.
4: Yeah, right. And there's a reason why we haven't seen them yet. is because they were the number one seed and had a, had a bye.
3: Right. Now, do you have any concern that maybe there's a slowish start for them?
4: I said that to someone yesterday. They asked me what I, what I thought. And I was like, well, I mean, uh, the reality is both of these teams, I mean, San Francisco and Baltimore, have had pretty much three weeks off.
3: Right. Right, because Baltimore didn't play week 18, didn't play last week, and now this is their first real test in a
4: month. Yeah, and, and right now Houston is rolling.
3: Rolling, because they had that win-and-get-in against Indianapolis. They had, obviously, the playoff game against Cleveland, so everything for them has been backs to the wall. So, I mean, maybe there is a, a, a quicker start for Houston because of that.
4: Yeah, and then the other thing, too, is just that Baltimore has the tendency to kind of, I don't know, mess around a little bit.
3: If if we don't, well, I was going to say if we don't see Baltimore-San Francisco would be very disappointing. See, that, see number San... came,
4: that that number came down, too.
3: What the? Uh, it was the not Houston when I game? checked it
4: last night. It was not. It was nine and a half when I checked it on the car ride home. It was down. At, it was to nine. Okay. So I think there was obviously some money coming in on Houston.
3: Well, it's a team that's competed. I mean, every, yeah, everything well, they do, they, they 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 keep it close.
4: Because I do. Because the quarterback doesn't look phased by anything.
3: I know it's unbelievable.
4: It really Marlon is Humphrey, unbelievable. not going
3: to play in this game either. Who's that? Marlon Humphrey. No, he's not going to play in this game. Sounds like my, Mark Andrews might play. He's kind of a game game time decision.
4: Which would be which would be huge for them.
3: Well, especially it's it's almost like a huge benefit because likely is now playing at a very high level.
4: Yeah, which we thought. I mean, which we thought he had. I'm not Mark Andrews level, but how important it would be for him to step up, and he has.
3: He sure has. Uh, let's go, Ira, Staten Island. Good morning, Ira. You're next up, buddy. How are you?
6: Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? Good. It's sad to see the football ending. Really, next weekend. That's really the end of it. But hopefully, we'll get a couple of better games. I look at these games, uh, Rick, that's a great point. You know, these teams are a couple of weeks off. You're going to see what type of effect it has. But you got to figure Baltimore is going to get the best of And I think the Green Bay matchup could be interesting. Sorry, RJ. That'll be an interesting game. And you know what? I know everybody loves the Bills. It's still Mahomes. And you know what? The Chiefs run the ball really well. And I don't think the Bills really stop the run that great. So I think if the Chiefs can establish a running game, I think I think they can knock off the Bills, so I wouldn't be surprised if you have. Yeah, uh, it's going be one upset. Uh, I don't know. If it's hard to say the Chiefs were an upset. I think the Chiefs are going to beat the Bills.
4: It's funny I you say not. that, RJ. It's funny that you say that, um, Ira. I, I the, the more people I see though, just trying to get ready to make these picks. That everyone I've seen so far has picked has picked Buffalo. And I'm right, kind of, with, I I, and, I'm kind of with, and I'm kind of with you. I just I mean with how. I have to see the injury report today. We, I won't get a chance to before we make these picks. What's I have to the, see. What's
3: it. the number? Thanks for the call, Ira. It's what's up to three. Number? It's it's up to three. Huh? Yeah. It's three now. Yep.
4: And I don't know who. Like I mean, they, like Buffalo. Buffalo won that game. They they sustained a lot of injuries in that last game. Well, like sure guys did. that are questionable to to play in this game.
3: Uh, I I really hope Buffalo wins that game.
4: Well, because if not now, then when.
3: Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think that they, they have a real chance to beat Baltimore. I don't know the Kansas city, but I guess if Kansas city goes into Buffalo and beats them, maybe they could beat Baltimore. Right.
4: Uh, I guess. I mean, I would just say with the, the whole Buffalo thing, like to, to start the way that they started being six and six, go on this kind of rally together. Stuff comes out about Sean McDermott kind of rally around him, finish the season that they, the way that they did and go from, you know, a chance where you lose this game, you might not make the playoffs. Now I know before the game happened, they were already in the playoffs, but you win the AFC East and now you have two home playoff games, you finally get a chance to have Patrick Mahomes in his first road game, right? Like I playing as good a football as Josh Allen is playing right now, it's like especially looking at the landscape of the AFC next year with Burrow back and the way that CJ Stroud is playing, like if if you don't do it now, when are you gonna do it?
3: Right. God knows when the Chargers actually fix this thing, right?
4: Yeah, so this is a really this would be one of those opportunities I'm telling you right now, like you get if you're Josh Allen, and you're on that team, and you for some reason don't ever get to the Super Bowl, this would be one of the ones you look back at and go, "This was one of the, this was an opportunity missed."
3: Um, all right, so here's my question for you right now: in in eight, eight teams left, most pressure is on the
4: uh, probably San Francisco.
3: I agree with that. I agree with that. Because I mean, here's the thing: if if whatever happens, whatever result in each game this weekend, the one result that would horrify you, I would think the most would be if San Francisco lost to Green Bay.
4: Well, but there's no, like, just look at the teams left, though. Like, there's no, like, there. I don't think there's a team left, any of the three teams left, that if they lost to them, as good a story as Detroit is, any team that's left goes into San Francisco and beats the Niners, RJ would be devastated.
3: And, and rightfully so. And rightfully so. I mean, there, there is no way. I mean, these are 10-point numbers, Rick. These, these are huge lines. Tampa Bay is not a very good football team. There is absolutely no way. That San Francisco should not be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. None. No.
4: They're fully healthy. They're rested. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Kyle Shanahan owns Matt LaFleur. So, like, yeah, there's no reason. Well, I also think, too, like, there's just something different about It's why I like San Francisco, too. It's just their, their mentality is, like, I could play for that team with that mentality. Like, they they work themselves into this frenzy where it's like they they don't want to just beat you.
3: They want to beat you into submission. <laughs> yes. I love it. I do I, too. I absolutely love it. Let's go to Danny in Centerport, who pines for the day. Good morning, Danny.
6: <laughs> Good morning, guys. I sure do, Dave. You know, at uh, least I just wanted two quick things before I got to my point. Golf is is very close, Dave, in mental sports. I'm a golfer. I and agree. Very, very close. You know, when you, when you feel like you got it all together and you hit that one or two bad shots and you're real and it's just you standing over that ball and it's it's hard to get it back sometimes it's completely mental but you know uh rick also funny thing uh and i never reveal this to you guys i had a small stint on the sopranos and hung out with chris imperioli for two straight days and his brother the nicest nicest guy you could ever imagine like his character totally against what what he's like it's amazing what what a super sweetheart well the guy hang on a second see. here who were you on the sopranos I was on The Sopranos. Who were you? Episodes when, when Bert Young was in, in, introduced when uh, when Edie Falco's uncle and he passes away. I was in a funeral scene and a couple of different scenes. I'll, I'll send you guys a picture or two one day when I get a chance. I no would doubt. like that. I would like to see that. <laughs> Listen, Rick... I long, I swear, Rick, I long to enjoy a weekend like this with you, my friend, in the next year or two. I hope, because in my heart of hearts, man, I believe it's going to happen next year. But, God, you know, I'm so looking forward to this weekend with football, and I feel like I never, ever – going to enjoy a weekend like this it feels so far removed from i was in pittsburgh okay and and the afc championship and it was gone out of my hands within 10 minutes because we were just getting steamrolled of course and we fought back right but from that moment on i feel like it's a lifetime ago and i'm never going to get it back i don't know why i want to believe this is legit with rogers and by leave he can do it but, God, oh, God, man, Rick, I long to enjoy a football weekend like this with the Jets involved. Please tell me you think it's going to happen because I, am again, love the game. Just never feel like as a diehard I'm ever going to see it, man. Guys, listen, enjoy the football this weekend. Uh, some bogus matchups, but I still think it's going to be good. Last week was a bust, but I think this weekend might get a little bit better. And I need the Bucks in a survivor pool, so root for the Bucks, please.
3: Right, so I don't think that's going to happen, but good luck to you, man. I know. I know. I know. Good luck and have have a great weekend. Yeah. Listen, I mean the Jets haven't been here in what thirteen years? A long time.
4: I've been in the playoffs in thirteen years, man. Right. Thirteen or, seasons. Or, way or, too or, long.
3: Or to here, right? In this this level, because last time they got in, they did get past here.
4: Yeah. Well, let's just let's get in. Well, it's going to have to happen soon. Like, I mean, you can say when it's going to have oh, no, to happen. It has to happen next season. Now. Next has season, to. all in. Like your window is barely open.
3: The window is. This is like an Indiana Jones thing, kind of thing. Right like the the gates are shutting, and you got to get yourself in short round through the gates and out to the other side so you can see civilization again.
4: Yes, that's right. This is not a uh this is not a long runway that we have. Long
3: runway. Is we're have no runway.
4: no, you are gonna have to helicopter this thing.
3: I mean br- br- bring the fire trucks, the the police, all of it, put line them on the sides of the runway, have them put their lights on. What was the was it Die Hard like the one in D.C. where they had every ambulance and fire truck and everything they could possibly think of to light the runway? Do that.
4: That's what we need. Yep. Yeah. Got our hands full though. We do.
3: Oh well, because first this is good... suck,
4: dude. I, I I hate even talking about it. I rather just I I'd rather just pretend like that it's not going to be a story that we need to talk about because when i look at the when i look at what's happening right now in the afc it pisses me off
3: why cuz you look at it as kind of wide open
4: yeah because this was a, it was a real opportunity this year all we did was spend the entire offseason talking about how 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 crazy the afc was going to be with all these quarterbacks and then you see i mean you got frick, you got joe flacco starting for cleveland you got jake browning starting for cincinnati like it's so many things happened that would have been to our benefit, but of course, right. one of those things to the benefit of everyone else was that Aaron Rodgers had tore his Achilles four plays in.
3: And, and the thing is also, and you mentioned this and so we've talked about it, it'll be a constant conversation, is you, you're going to be a better team, obviously, next season. But you look at the landscape of that of that conference, it's brutal.
4: Yeah, and you just, you just never know what's going to happen.
3: I mean, Miami's going to be good again. Buffalo yeah, is going to be, be good. Buffalo is going to be good. The whole AFC North is good. Chargers, I got to figure, are going to be better. It's just like, my God, when does it stop? Chiefs are always good.
4: Right. Indianapolis, Indianapolis has kind of established that they have the right coach. They'll be pretty good. Houston.
3: Houston's not going anywhere for a long time now.
4: Team plays for uh, Antonio Pierce in Vegas.
3: Right. I mean, I, I must, I'm am just assuming that the uh, that the Raiders won't be great, but who knows if if they're going to be any better? I will Broncos. say though, the
4: one benefit, the one benefit, if you want to look at the uh, at the bright side here, yeah, look at the bright side is that we we are playing a third place schedule, which is nice.
3: Yes, but you never know what those teams are going to turn into from one year to the next.
4: I know. I'm listen. I'm, I'm grasping at straws, buddy. Patriots will have a rookie quarterback.
3: That's that's true. That's big head coach. Yeah, I mean, I, I think right now you look at the Jets next year, and you're like, we need to sweep New England. Have to. You need to sweep New England, split with the others, three and three in the division.
4: And you hope it's freezing cold when you play Miami at home. Freezing. That's right. Ice that's down right. the field if you have to.
3: Maybe maybe, that's your week 18.
4: At home would be great.
3: Yeah. Ideal. Week 18. Jets that would hosting ideal. the Dolphins. How nice would that be?
4: Uh, it would be great. They got a lot of work to do, though, man. Uh, Lo- a lot of work.
3: Lo- Did you just call me mom?
4: Uh, I was I was going to say man, and I kind of got a little bit stuck there, yeah.
3: Oh. I if wouldn't you, call you mom. Need, if you need, like, a pet name or something, like, it makes you feel comfortable. It's it's. I'm. You can call me mom.
4: Uh, I think we, at some point, we'll maybe have a pet name. But right now, I think it's, I try to say man. Oh. It's Friday. Didn't okay. really sleep.
3: Right, not much sleep. So you refer to me as mom. That's uh, I'm comfortable with that. I'm, I'm here. I'll nestle you. You need to be nestled. Hey, you have a nice bosom. Beautiful bosom. You really do. Uh, let's go to Sean and Ice and say good morning. Hey, Sean, you're on ninety eight seven.
4: What's going on?
3: What's going on, bud? Nothing much, man. happy Friday, guys. Same uh, to you. Carpe omnia, thanks, Sean. Man. Carpe omnia. Uh, I don't know what that means. What does that mean, Dave? It means seize everything. All of it's it. It's kind everything. of a. It's kind of a, a catchphrase that I was um, privy to earlier in the year. And Carpe I,
0: I kind of omnia. Seize everything.
3: Kind of love it. I think it's. I think. <laughs> It, it uh, I can't believe he's back.
4: I can't believe he's back. What do you mean? I can't believe. I can't believe after that game that they they're going back with Mike McCarthy. It's, it's
3: phenomenal. So go ahead, Sean. Sorry about that. It's not a problem, man. I mean, I guess uh, seize the moment. Something the Cowboys didn't do, but you know, I, I'm just calling to pick your guys' brain on the uh, on the three four matchup with Lions and Bucks. You know, with the with the talk going back between C.J. Uh, Gardner Johnson and and Baker Mayfield, is Baker Mayfield on his
1: mind? Or uh, do you guys invest stock in the Bucks and Baker Mayfield? Because he made a couple good
3: throws last Sunday. Uh, are the Bucs a legitimate threat or or what?
4: It depends on what kind of pressure the defense can put on Jared Goff, I think. Baker Mayfield played better than – Baker Mayfield had to play really well. I thought he was good. If they could catch the ball in the first half, his numbers would have looked even better.
3: And you say what you want. They have legitimate receivers on that team.
4: Uh, yeah, they have some good weapons. The biggest thing for them, though, was can they can they create pressure on Jared Goff? Because Detroit's offensive line is really good. Really good. But you saw what Todd Bowles did, how he schemed it up against Philly. And, I mean, I was watching some of the They break down the other day, and they were just waxing poetic about the game plan that uh, Todd Bowles put together defensively.
3: Really? Yeah. Uh, it was well done. I mean, they got after Hurts. This is different, though. It felt like the Eagles were just ready to tap out. It doesn't feel like that. To me, for Detroit. No, it doesn't feel
4: like that to me either. Uh, but it's six and a half. I mean, I think Detroit will win. Right. Will they cover the six and a half?
3: I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, by the way, in unprecedented fashion, I got my picks ready to go.
4: Well, because you understand the, there's a sense of urgency now. There's a
3: gravity now, yeah.
4: Yeah. Because there's there's people that are excited now for, for you naked on the billboard.
3: Yeah, I understand. Probably the whole tri-state area.
4: <laughs> All of New Jersey.
3: The whole tri-state area is just like we're going to get nude Rothenberg, and there's a good know. chance you do.
4: What a, what a treat that's going to be! What
3: happens if like if like? Oh, by the way, r- right near six seventy eight, accidents are happening left and right.
4: Because oh, because everyone's staring at nude Rothenberg, yeah,
3: they're just they, they're captivated,
4: stopping to take pictures with it. Yeah, it's too bad we can't have you fully nude.
3: Well, I don't think that he is. I think you do it. I them.
4: I I think you do it. I would do it. I think you're dying to do it.
3: I'm not dying to do it. I
4: think you want to show that thing off.
3: I'd be willing to for the people (laughs) is what I'd be willing to do, not wanting to. So for the people. For the people. (laughs) Uh, It's the ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5. We're giving away over $10,000 in cash and prizes. All qualifiers will get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance at one of 10 Superbox prizes. Get your box for the big game by listening to our show, Barton Hahn. And the K-Show, this year's big game payouts, 500 bucks quarters, one and three, $1,000 at halftime, final score payout of two grand, all brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey. For full contest details, go to com.